my king, he's forever with me. So, so what they talking back? No, they can't knock me down. Yes, sir, I do feel pain, but Jesus get me now. That's why I'm making noise. That's why I'm running hard. That's why I go gorilla, spitting the monkey bars. Kinda, you know I'm good to go. Pressure creates diamonds and fire and fire to go. Ain't nothing on this planet to satisfy my soul. I'm living for tomorrow. Today is out of control. For sure. Holy Spirit, be thick in this place. Let us feel and encounter your presence, oh God. We want more of you in this place. I just ask that you break every heart of greed, every heart of conflict, all the hindrance and distractions. Be bound in the name of Jesus. Have your way, oh God. We love you. We trust you. In your name, Jesus, we pray these things. And everybody said, all right, y'all, come up as you give. The bucket's right up here. All right, y'all, guys, we're getting ready for worship. You guys can stand up to your feet. Come on up to the front. Come on out of your seats. Come on up. Come on up. Test one, two, three, one, two. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. Come on. Let me shout it out. Jesus. All right, all right, all right. Good crowd, good crowd. Here we go. This is the part of the night, guys, where we get to have fun and really go all out, okay? We are going to have a blast worshiping Jesus right now. Just look to your friend right now. Are you ready to worship Jesus? Go ahead and look him right in the eye. Yeah. Come on, put your hands together.
singing here tonight um when i was in youth group and actually when i was in elevate these were some of the songs that we sang 
Um, this next one is called Here I Am to Worship. How many of you guys are familiar with that song? I mean, that's old school. Some of the youngers would be like, yep, I know it because my parents sing it. <laughs> yep, that's it. And so, guys, when, when we get into these times, when the music slows down, you know what I mean? Uh, we're really going to go after the heart of God. And this song really says it. Maybe if you're hearing it for the first time tonight, just sing it with us. I'm telling you, this is going to be a part where, man, you're going to feel God touching your heart. And, and so right now, with all eyes closed in His place, come on, close them up because... It's not about what we're doing up here. It's not about a show. It's not about people playing instruments. It's about Jesus Christ and worshiping Him right now. And then you can know Him. Come on. You can know Him today. God, we pray, Lord, that every person here, God, would have an encounter with your love. The Father, they wouldn't resist you. They wouldn't push back what you're trying to do. They wouldn't try to push back your hand, Holy Spirit. But God, they would allow you to come and speak to their hearts. Forgive them of their sin, God. Holy Spirit, we ask to just move in this place right now for every person. Come on, just say that. Holy Spirit, come move in me. Come move in me tonight. Light of the world, the light of the world. Sing it out. Open my eyes, let me see the beauty that made. The beauty that made is how I adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Come on, sing it again, light of the world. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore Hope of a life spent with you. Come on, every person sing, here I am. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow. Tell You're all together, 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 all Sing your all together. You're up to heaven, love me. 
worship here I am Yes, here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God You're together lovely All together worthy All together wonderful to so here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, all together, lovely, all together worthy, all together How much it costs to see my sin and upon that cross? Oh, I'll never and come on, sing it out. Yes, I'll never know. I'll never know you see my sin, my sin upon the cross. Oh, I'll never know, so I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon the I'll never know. Oh, I'll never know. To see my sin upon that cross. attitude of prayer you know what this song is talking about you know what it's talking about that Jesus he loved us so much and when he looked down from heaven he saw he saw a problem and that problem was sin and here's the problem not only Adam and Eve sin but that everyone in this place present today has sin in their life and that separates us from God and sends us with an eternity to hell with no hope there's no hope but Jesus Christ the perfect God 
who's never sinned, who's loved us, came from heaven, died on the cross for our sin. You see, that's what it took. It took Jesus' life so that we can be redeemed, so that we can have a second opportunity, we can have another chance at all our mistakes. It took Jesus' life. Let me ask you something. How much does Jesus love you that he gave his only life, that God would give his only son? He held nothing back. He said, I'm going to give it all. The very breath that I breathe, I'm giving it for them. So much he loves you in this place. Come on right now. We're going to sing this part again. But I feel there is a time right now for us to come before God and say, God, I've messed up. I've taken for granted what you've done on the cross. And come on, we're going to have a time of repentance right now. Come on, what that means is you're going to come up to God and say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Come on, and just start saying it what it is. God, forgive me for my pride. God, forgive me for my bad attitude, God, when I don't listen to my parents. God, forgive me of, of, of stealing, God of cheating in school. God, forgive me of, of my perversion, of my lust. God, forgive me, God. Come on, whatever it is, right now, you and God, come on. Come on, tell God. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Come on. Yeah. All across this place, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for lying. God, forgive me of my bitterness of my temper, of my attitude. God, forgive me of my low self-esteem. Come on. Oh, Lord. We come to you, Lord. Lord. You can take it off. Take it off, Lord. Oh, every person in this place sing I'll never know yes I'll never know well now that you know come on and I'll Sound Sing that one more time. Here I am. So here I am to.
about you. Oh, Jesus. Help us to see you here tonight. God, that's our prayer. Help us to see you here tonight, God. God, we've seen so much stuff in the world. God, even our government can't get it together, God. We've seen so many problems, so many issues, God. Nothing seems to be going right, but God, we know that when we look to you, God, come on, that when we look to you, God, there is a hope. There is a peace. There is a love. There is a joy that surpasses all understanding, God. So help us, Lord, to see you. Because we know that if we will see you, God, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll be fine. That's our prayer here tonight, Elevate. Before we move on, come on, would you make that your prayer? Go and ask the Lord to, Holy Spirit, help me to see Jesus tonight. Come on. The majesty of Jesus, the sufficiency of Jesus. He's all we want tonight. Come on, you don't want anything else. You didn't come here for a show. You didn't come here for games. You didn't come here for announcements. You came here for Jesus. Come on, tonight begin to lift your voice. Tell him, God, I'm here for you. I didn't come here for my friend. I didn't come here for my girlfriend, for my boyfriend. I came here to know you. To know you personally, Jesus. Come on. a prayer tonight that God a generation Lord a generation would know you that they would see you they see your hand over their lives in their schools in their families God back to their communities God in this nation in the nations God we want to see you God God, we don't want to grow up in a generation at a time where, God, we have the freedom to pray, the freedom to talk about you, but that we don't. God, we want to know your power in this place. The power that breaks the chains of sin. Come on, the power that raises dead people to life. Come on, the power that heals bodies, heals minds. Come on. The power that restores relationship in this place. Come on, you guys can get excited for Jesus in this place. Come on. We want to know your power here tonight, God. Tonight. In every person's heart. God, as we move forward in this service, God, we know your power is here. And we know that you don't force people to come to you. God, we pray for sensitive hearts. You would open up the eyes of the youth here tonight, of every person, God. Doesn't matter what they're going through, doesn't matter their age, their economic status, what's going on in family. God, we want to see Jesus here tonight. Because if we see Jesus here tonight, we'll never be the same. 
Come on, just take a couple moments right now, and I want you to just search your heart. Come on, what are you here for? You come here for a girl, you come here for a guy, you come here because you're forced to, or you came here for Jesus. Come on. God, we make you the desire of our hearts, the desire of this youth group, God. Jesus, Jesus. God, we pray for every heart here, God, that you will continue to move. Come on, place your hand over your heart. Yeah, come on. Jesus, move in my heart. Move in my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's worthy. You guys can do me a favor. Greet your neighbor. Greet somebody on your way back. Show them some love. First and second row for me, please. is good let's give it up for the band and the team for serving us so much come on we love them we're thankful for their ministry and for their talents and their gifts amen praise God y'all can do me the favor y'all can open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4 it's where we're gonna be tonight getting into the Word of God this is like the best part of the service you know, if you've ever been out on a date or if you've ever been out with family, either or, you've been to a restaurant, sometimes they give you the three-course meal, right? And the three-course meal is something like this. You start off with an appetizer, something to get your mouth wet, something to be like, man, that's pretty good. You know, whenever I go out to a place, like, for example, Longhorns, I always get something with, like, uh, seafood. Because, you know, I'm probably going to eat steak, but I want, like, the best of everything. So give me some little seafood, give me little crackers, we'll be good, right? Amen. So, like, you can think about, it like, the icebreakers, the appetizer, right? And then we moved on to worship and things of that sort. And then you get, like, a, maybe the side, like a salad. Some of y'all don't like salads, but they're good for you. You know, you can dress it up with ranch and Caesar. And it really doesn't really taste like a salad after you put all that stuff in it. But you know what I mean? And then we move over to the steak. That's what I love. You know, give me that filet, that tender. I like, I like it cooked medium. You know, so that means that it's nice and pink in the middle. You can still hear that thing, moo, moo, you're cutting through that thing. Delicious, amen. So this is the best part of the service. Y'all bust out your Bibles, all right? Don't want you to miss this. To Matthew chapter 4. And today we're going to be talking about temptation. Somebody say temptation. Temptation, all right? We're going to be talking about it because everyone goes through it, okay? Doesn't matter if your mother, Teresa, <laughs> 
everybody has temptation. Doesn't matter if you're 10 years old, doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 50, everyone has temptation. And we're going to be looking to the life of Jesus. I like looking to Jesus because he's the example of how we should live our lives. Amen. If there's anybody you should follow that is your hero, Jesus came to this earth and showed us how to live a life pleasing towards God. And that's what we're here for, to please God. So we're looking at Matthew chapter 4, and the title of this is saying Jesus is tested in the wilderness. So let's begin reading in Matthew 4, verse 1. It says this, then Jesus was led by the Spirit. Y'all catch that. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Somebody say the devil. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Let's keep reading. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Some of y'all would be hungry. Imagine like if, if you wake up and you don't eat breakfast and you don't eat lunch and you're coming out, you're hanging out with your friends, you're going to be hungry. Your stomach begins to... Think about it. Like if you do not eat, y'all know like that happens. If you do not eat and, you know, you're not taking care of yourself, your stomach begins to talk. It's letting you know, like, hey, and it's the most embarrassing moments, you know. Like, I'm at work sometimes, and I'm having, like, a serious conversation with somebody, and I'm talking, and he's like, you kind of look around like, man, did you hear that? Was that you? It's like, you know, because you get hungry. But imagine not eating or drinking, right, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was Hungry. Jesus went without food four days, 40 nights, and the tempter, the devil, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, right, tell these stones to become bread. So, what's happening here right now? Jesus, God in the flesh, came down to earth and he was fasting. And fasting is, is something that basically you deny yourself of food, right? To draw closer to God. So the times that you would be eating, you know, because sometimes y'all take maybe about 35 to maybe an hour to eat, eat a meal. Like for me, I like to eat my meal in front of a TV watching a game because the best of both worlds is like, you know what I mean? So the time that you would take to eat, you say, man, you know what? I'm not going to eat today. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get into the word of God. I'm going to deny myself that pleasure. I'm going to deny myself food and really focus on God. I'm going to pray. And some of you are thinking, like, man, that's crazy. But Jesus himself, when he was here on this earth, he gave us an example. It's like, man, it's good to pray. It's good to seek God. And after those 40 days, after he was, you know, praying, he was saying, man, I'm not going to, I'm going to deny myself food, and I'm going to go after the Father. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend some alone time. He was hungry. And so the devil came and saw Jesus at his moment. We're like, man, he's really hungry. He hasn't eaten in 40 days. What does he come and do? He comes and tempts him. Verse 4, it said, Jesus answered, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what just happened here? The devil comes in, in verse 3. He says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He's tempting Jesus. He's tempting God. And, and how silly of the devil to tempt God. And his, and his thinking is like, you know what? Like the devil would have something that Jesus, God, the creator of the universe, who's never going to need anything ever, would ever fall for the temptation. But a temptation is not a temptation unless it's really something that maybe at the moment that you would desire so at this point jesus was hungry the bible tells us that and the devil came and said hey listen you're hungry take these stones into bread and and jesus responds saying it is written man should not live on bread alone but in every word that comes from the mouth of god amen what did jesus do right there man 
He basically said, listen, devil, you're not going to tell me what to do. And actually what his response and his answer was to the devil's temptation was was quoting the scripture. See, Jesus used the Bible. Jesus actually used what was said of God. Like, hey, listen, you're tempting me right now. You're trying to get me to do something that I shouldn't be doing. That I'm actually saying, you know what, I'm not doing this because of this. You're trying to tempt me. And Jesus responds. He used the word of God. And let's keep on reading in verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Verse 6. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. See, the devil got smart, and that's the thing you got to know about the devil, that he is very, very smart. He's been at this whole temptation thing ever since the creation of the earth, ever since Adam and Eve. Y'all know the story back in the garden where he tempted Adam and Eve, and they sinned against God. He's had long, long time to practice and be very conniving, be very tricky. And so he's here in verse 6, and he's going up to Jesus, and he's like, man, you know what? Jesus, you know what the Bible says? That if you go up and you throw yourself down, that God would send angels and catch you. See, what did the devil just do right there? He used the word of God to try to get Jesus to do something that he wanted him to do. See, he was tempting Jesus. And the thing about this, what's so tricky is that the devil came around using the Bible. Man, sometimes, you know what? We may have an understanding of the Bible... Right. And we may feel justified for our actions. Right. For example, the man, God hates sin. So that person, man, he's lying. He's cheating. He's doing all this. Man, God hates you. And so we don't have an understanding. And maybe we may feel justified to go ahead and hate people just because, like, man, that's what God says. And so we don't we don't know how to use the Bible. And so what was happening here, the devil was using the wrong passage He was actually misinterpreting. He was using, quoting the wrong sermon at the wrong time. And so that can actually lead you astray from God. But Jesus said in verse 7, Jesus answered him. It is written, do not put the Lord, your God, to the test. In verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said. If you bow down and worship me, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You see what happened here? The devil came and tempted Jesus three times. And every single time Jesus came back using the word of God and saying, no, I'm not going to do that. This is what God's word says. Amen. Tonight, we're going to talk about temptation and how to fight against temptation because temptation comes to everyone. Doesn't matter if you're a youth pastor, doesn't matter if you're a senior pastor, doesn't matter if you've been pastoring for a hundred years, temptation comes to everyone. Let's pray, and we're going to get further in it. So bow your heads and, and close your eyes. God, we pray that tonight, God, you would make our hearts sensitive, God. God, we know that as we begin to talk about temptation, God, you're going to begin to Bring things to our heart. You're going to begin to unearth and bring things to the forefront of our mind. And God, we pray that, God, you'd bring your power, um, you'd bring your transformation to our hearts and our minds, God, so that we can live for you. We pray, the Lord, you would give us the revelation of Jesus in this place. 
the perfect lamb who knew no sin. And we pray that we would be more like him. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, tell the Lord, amen. Amen. Temptation defined. So let's get a good working definition so we're all on the same page and we understand what I'm talking about when I say temptation. Okay? Temptation defined is this. A desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Okay? I'll read it one more time. Temptation is a desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Maybe some words that are like temptation, desire, urge, itch, impulse, inclination. Temptation comes to everyone, you know. It can be very, very innocent too. Like for example, like you know, I remember especially around the time of holidays, like November is coming up, y'all. And what's the famous like holiday in November? Christmas. Who said Christmas? (laughs) Thanksgiving. What's the most famous holiday in November? Christmas. (laughs) Let me help you out. Thanksgiving. And, you know, I, I love my parents, and I love going up to my aunt's house, and they, they always have everybody wait. You don't go over to somebody's house, and you eat first, and you're watching someone eat. Everybody eats together. I mean, that's how I, we used to do it. And, and all the time, I'd get so hungry, like, I wouldn't eat, like, lunch because I knew that dinner was going to be off the chain. So I was going to stuff my face. But when we got to the house, wherever the party was at, the food was there. It's just so easy. want to just do one of these. And every single time, hey, hey, just, and I'm like, it's just a little, don't touch it. It's just a little bit. Don't touch it. It's like, oh. You know, the, the temptation, maybe you smell it. It smells so good. It's like, man, I got to have that. Temptation's like that. Temptation is the way it is in its nature because we desire it. And when someone may be tempted with one thing, it may be different to the person next to you. Like someone may be tempted, literally, to cheat on their test in school. Okay. Think about it. It's so easy because, you know what, the teacher, they're sitting down. They're just, all right, you got 30 minutes to take this test. Go. And here you are. You're taking the test. It's so easy to just look over and, okay, you're copying something. Think about it. Let's, let's be honest. Temptation, it's, it's wrong. But why do we do it? You know, some of us may be tempted, right, to, to lust after, you know, the young pretty lady that's new to the school or hey that the guy who's wearing like basically a dago tee every single day to school even in the winter time he's just wearing dagos because he's he's super swollen he's got to show off his muscles and some of y'all ladies be like ah oh, i got to have no 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 you can't do that see temptation may come you know it happens to everyone okay where does temptation come from where does temptation come from? James chapter 1, 14, it says it like this. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. I read it once more. James 1, 14, it says, but each person, go ahead and point to yourself, right? Then go ahead and point to your neighbors. Go ahead, point on them. Don't touch them, just point. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire And enticed. You see, it's already in you. You, This condition, it's already in you. You're tempted. It's like, man, how do I how do I get rid of that? Like, why do I why am I so inclined towards this? Why is this why am I tempted? Their own evil desire. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, the story of creation, the story of Adam and Eve is so important to understand because we come from Adam and Eve. I don't believe in this place, not one second, not one bit, that I came from a monkey, okay? 
I don't believe in basically there was nothing and pfft, you know, something came to be and, you know, there were monkeys in the beginning like millions and millions and millions of years ago and we descended from a monkey. That's not how it works. The Bible says in the beginning, God. That's all I need to know. God created the heavens and the earth and he made Adam and Eve. And in the beginning, God gave us a free will and a free choice and man, Adam and Eve sinned against God. And what happened? The curse of sin came into this world. And so now we see the destruction of the earth, right? Hurricanes, tornadoes, natural disasters like that. God made everything perfect and good. Before sin, everything was perfect. We wouldn't have died. We would have known death. But through sin, death came on this earth. And consequently in our lives. And what happened that day with Adam and Eve, we wouldn't only just die physically, but spiritually separated from God, tormented for eternity in hell where the fire never goes out, where the worm never stops eating your body. That's crazy. Temptation. And you look at it and its effect throughout the entire history of humankind. It's messed us up. Man, I, I messed up. And the Bible says each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire. Don't go blaming the person next to you. You're going to be held accountable for your own actions. It's, it's in you. Your own evil desire and enticed. And when I think about that, it highlights the need of Jesus. You see, because the Bible talks about Jesus, and Jesus just wasn't a carpenter. He wasn't just somebody that came and people followed him. Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus was God. And when he came here on this earth, he gave us the example of what it is to live for God and everything. In prayer, Jesus prayed, but he's God. But he came and he took on flesh and showed us how to live for God. Why do I need Jesus? Open up your Bibles with me to Hebrews 2.18. You know, they got this one Christian joke. I'm, if you all heard it, you can laugh. And if you never heard it, please laugh. But uh you know, here's the joke. Like, how do you know Jesus or God likes coffee? He brews. Okay, never mind. Anyway, yeah, yeah. All right, open up your Bible to Hebrews, y'all. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. For all my coffee drinkers, I know y'all like that. There it is, yeah. Hebrews, yeah. Some of y'all getting it. There it goes. The elevator went to the top. Boop, Hebrews. <laughs> Like the service over, you guys are laying yourself. Hebrews, I get it. Yeah, that's it's gonna happen tonight for somebody. Why do I need Jesus? Hebrews two eighteen. It says this. It says, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Jesus, when here on this earth, he had his temptations, but in those temptations. Never sinned. That's good. He was perfect. Perfect. I mean, Jesus never lusted after a, a woman. Never. Uh, Jesus never, you know, stole from anybody. He never, like, ripped somebody off on a deal. You know? Never. Uh, Jesus never punched somebody in the face because, you know, he was fighting. Never. Jesus was perfect. Think about it. That, that's, that's insane to think. It's crazy. Like someone who was on this earth would live their entire life and never sin. It's like saying in this place, like, man, raise your hand if you've never lied. No one could do it. 
right? No one could do it because we know at one point in our life we have lied. And just with one example of lying, how much more in our life have we royally messed it up? Have we sinned against God? Have an offense towards God? We've messed up, but Jesus, he never did it once. Once, ever, ever. And the Bible says this in Hebrews 2, 18. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. See, in the midst of your temptations, when you're tempted to do something wrong, Jesus can help you. How? How is that possible? How? Because he was perfect. But he doesn't know what I go through. Maybe I, you may say to yourself, I was born this way. I was inclined to, to like men instead of females. I was inclined to like females instead of men. You don't know what the temptation is like. No, the Bible says he is able to help those who are being tempted because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He knows what you go through. Think about it. Every mistake that you made, every temptation that you faced. Oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Like, it's so easy because they're not even covering their answers. I can easily look over and see. Oh, it's C. Lord, forgive me. D. God, I'm sorry. Last one. Oh, they don't have the answer. Lord, forgive me. That's not how it works. Jesus knows what it's like. And think about it. Something like that. Even more so, like, with pride and anger. Bitterness, temptation, lust. Hello? We live in an era, in an age where temptation, I believe, is, is so, it's so tempting, if I, if I may. It's, it's, listen, we live in an era where we're, it's highly, we're visual people. You think about it, like our smartphones, the iPhone, HD, you know, everything is so that you can watch, so that you can see, so that you can be influenced. And now, uh, today, the billboards, everything, commercials, advertisement, they're putting advertisements on bus. They're putting advertisement on people. It's crazy. Boxers, when they go in a ring, they got advertisement on their back. And it's like, what are they doing? We're highly visual people. And think about the temptation that comes to every person. Let's think about perversion. It's big. It's so readily accessible to everyone in this place. With just a click of a button, you're there. And like, uh-oh. Oh, um, this feels kind of wrong, but at the same time, I, I can't stop looking. Temptation. See, the devil, he, he loves to tempt, but even within our own, each person is tempted by their own evil desire that's within them. The devil doesn't have to do anything. He could just dangle it in front of you and say, you want this? And we would go after it. But Jesus never sinned, was tempted Never sin. He's able to help us. So it's important to understand, Jesus can help you. But he's not going to help you if you don't ask him. He's, he's not going to come and intervene if you don't allow him. And what that situation is going to look like, I'm going to explain a little later. But Jesus being perfect. Open up your Bibles to Hebrews 4.15. Just a couple of chapters. 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 I'm over. Chapter 4. <laughs> Amen. Jesus is perfect. Hebrews 4.15. Let's read. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, 
just as we are, yet he did not sin. Somebody praise God for that. Jesus didn't sin. He didn't mess it up. So what does that mean? Now Jesus is able. Jesus is the candidate, the only person that can actually come between us and God. Because you see the problem with temptation leading to sin, when we choose it, when we give into it, when we lead, it leads to death and separates us from God. See, that giant gap, it's, it's, it's really big. And Jesus came and never sinned. It stands as a bridge between us and God so that we can come to God. Man, God, I'm not perfect, but I know that your son Jesus is. So I come, Lord, and I ask that you forgive me of your sins because I know that Jesus being perfect Think about this. You know, Jesus died on the cross and he was convicted. See, the, the whole idea about the cross, is, it looks cute on a gold chain, right? But the idea of a cross is that that's where you put the criminal. That's where you put the, the murderer. That's where you put the person that, man, you know what? They're horrible people, right? Think about the cross. Jesus never did anything wrong. Think about that. Something wrong with that picture. Jesus did nothing wrong, but yet he died as someone who was a criminal, a convict. How does that work? What does that mean now? Is that because Jesus died being perfect, that when we believe in Jesus Christ, man, you know what? Jesus, he died for me. That we can be perfect like Jesus. That our sins will be wiped away from us. And then when we believe God, Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. The same, the same perfect state that Jesus is in. That blood of Jesus covers your life. And when God looks upon you, he sees Jesus. Amen. Jesus is perfect. Let's read that again. Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize, understand with our weakness. But we, we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. We can cry out, Jesus, help me. It's really hard right now. God, Jesus, help me. Here it is. What to do when temptation comes. If you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, the sermon title of today is I Am Not My Temptation. This entire month we're talking about your purpose and your identity. It's good for you to know this because I'm telling you, you're going to leave here. Watch this. You're going to leave here tonight. Tonight you're going to be tempted. Some of you guys may be tempted by your friends and influenced by them. Hey, man, let's go smoke. And I, I don't smoke. And you never tried it before? Oh, bro, you, trust me, trust me. It's just a little bit. You don't, it's, you don't have to smoke the entire thing. Just puff on it. Puff on it. You have to do it. But, dude, is that, dude, is that weed? You want me? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fine. Everybody's doing it. Uh, all right. <laughs> How about this, man? We're going to have a party. Man, we're going to have some, uh, some fruit punch. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of fruit punch? This, we have some alcohol, bro. It's like alcohol. Like what? I, I, I don't do that. I, I, I kind of want to stay away from that. It's just one sip. It doesn't really bother you. It doesn't affect you till you take a lot of it. So you could take a little bit, but you can stop after. If you, temptation comes to everyone. And everyone has their own story of what they're dealing with right now. And here's the thing. God in heaven, he sees all of you guys. He sees you all. See, I may not know your situations right now. I may be not knowing what you're dealing with in the moment right now. But God in heaven, he knows. And sometimes the thing that we're embarrassed to talk about, the things that we don't want to tell anybody, it's like, man, God knows. There's no hiding with him. 
You guys should be encouraged by that. Not like, oh, I'm found out. Be encouraged by that. Because God, he loves you and he wants to restore you. He wants to break that off of your life. Here we go. What to do when temptation comes. Here it is. James chapter 4, 7 says this. It says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We can get it up there. James chapter 4, verse 7. What does that passage tell us to do? Submit. In the moment when you're tempted, you have choices. You can stop and say, man, I'm, I'm going to stop texting this girl because the stuff that I'm saying is really inappropriate. Yeah, I know what it's like. I was in high school. My junior year, <laughs> I remember I was kind of always the kid that, man, I grew up in a Christian home, so I knew how to treat a lady. But at the same time, I saw all my friends treating ladies like, man, you know what, like almost items, accessories. Like, yeah, like I, I kicked it with that girl. Yeah, I kicked it with her. I kicked it with her. It had competitions. How many girls they kicked it with? And here I am in high school, I'm just like, well, I kind of got one. I mean, she went in to kiss, but then her breath smelled like tacos, so I was out. So I couldn't really, and so this is where I'm trying to like, dude, you ain't kissed nobody. You ain't. I'm like, no. It's like, dude, how many girls you slept with? And I'm just like, ah. Uh. And so I remember feeling left out of the cool club just because of the fact that I didn't treat women the way my friends were treating. And I remember my junior year, it was Man, it was, I was a junior, so you got to be like, man, you know what, you, what are you doing with your life? You, you, you ain't with a girl. And like, no, 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 no. So, all right, cool. So my friend, he was hooking me up with some girls, and, and I remember she was a year older than me. She was a senior. So here I am. I'm thinking, I'm a junior getting with a senior. Shout out your boy. Like, look at me. I'm bad boy on campus. I'm like, yeah, what's good? And, and here she was. She was Puerto Rican. I mean, you know, and, and so I, I'm over here just like, all right. All right, cool. And so she sat behind me in my music class, and I just remember, you know, you're acting all cool. I was like, in some classes, I was a class clown, and I would sit up there and be like, hey, what's up? And I just remember at that point in time just being all smooth, and she would laugh, and, you know, I got her number. I started texting. Yeah, I started texting. I was all cool, like, hey, was good. You spell it W-A-Z, was good, G-U-D. Y'all don't know how to spell, but that's that's what's cool. So I'm over here, what's good? And you know, she's texting me nothing. What you up to? And then it starts getting it starts getting to a weird place really fast. And I remember I was instigating it. Hello? I grew up in church, y'all. Here goes this Christian boy knowing how to treat women right. Instigating it. What you wearing? What? Like what are you like literally that let's not act like, oh dang, that's me. That's me. If you're laughing, you're probably doing it right now. Hey, what's what's going on? Like, what you wearing, girl? And I remember how how I'm telling you this this was this was a godly parents in my life, and it just felt weird. I could never follow through. My friend's like, "Hey, dude, you getting with her?" I'm like, "Yeah," I'm, and he's reading my text. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, but." didn't feel right. And at that point in time, I was going back to church. At that point in time, I was coming to Elevate, y'all. That's when Elevate first started. It just didn't feel right. God wouldn't allow me. And then I get to a place where senior year, the temptation got even stronger because now it's senior year. And I'm just like, man, here's this girl. She's coming to the church. So I guess it's all right. And 
And one thing led to another, and man, I, I just I just knew I was at a place where like, oh man, this really really sucks. I was embarrassed. I was I was even afraid of church because I'm just like, what happens if I get found out? It started off with simple texting. It started off with innocent, just holding up the hand. And I'm telling you, I was at a place where I'm just like, where am I? I feel awkward to come to church because I knew that there was a God in the place and I didn't want nothing to do with him because I was choosing. I was choosing sin. I was choosing. I was giving in to that temptation. And I didn't want to change. Some of you guys may come into this place and you don't want to change. And I pray that God breaks your heart. There's nothing God can do if you don't want to change, but that you would repent. That you would say, I need God. Because I tell you, it'll go down to a place where you would never have planned. You would have never expected. Now you're at the place where you would reap the consequences, but God can still, you know, keep you. God can still mend things. God is able. But I'm telling you, temptation, submit yourselves to God. You know what? Put this up, man. You can have my phone. I, you can. T- you want me to take your phone? You can have it. I, I'm done with it. Get rid of a number. Some of y'all need to get delete some Facebook friends on your page. Hello, temptation, because they be liking stuff on Facebook and it pops up on your news feed. Just like, dang, what the heck? I'm telling you, in that image, like again, we're visual people. Comes into your mind, and you're just like, man, it may, 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 may want to cause you to go and text a buddy that you know you shouldn't be talking to or maybe you be looking up things on the internet you know you shouldn't be watching and looking at i'm telling you some of y'all need to delete some phone numbers hello from your phone some of y'all need to delete some people from your facebook because of the temptation it's not worth it your soul your life it's not worth it jesus christ you see how much you mean to jesus he gave his life so much it means to him so i'm gonna give it all for you and that temptation, that temporary satisfaction and pleasure, it's not worth it. Submit yourselves to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you say, devil, you can't have me. Uh-uh, I'm serving God. Me and my relationships, I'm serving God. Me and my mouth, my thoughts, I'm serving God. You can't have it. Resist the devil. Submit yourselves under God. How, what does it look to submit yourself under God? You... What does it look like? Like, okay, God, like you're going to be my sensei. Yes. It means to come to, to someone who is living for God and say, man, can you teach me how to live for God? Can you show me? Then Christina, this today, she was talking about discipleship. That's how you submit to God, saying, God, you can have my life. I want to love you. I want to serve you. I want to live for you, God, and not hold anything back. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. You can't have both. You can't submit yourself to God and, and then listen to the devil. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. And, Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Here we go. Number two. It's found in Romans 6, verses 6 through 13. You guys can look there for me. Romans 6, verses 6 through 13. And I'm going to get to the latter part of that passage. What to do when temptation comes. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Number two. Do not offer your bodies, or rather do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been through, who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself 
to him as an instrument of righteousness. So that second part is highlighted in that verse. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. What does that mean? Don't give the devil your mouth. Hello? Some of y'all give in to temptation because, you know, you walk into a situation and someone's gossiping about somebody. Man, you see that girl's weave. That thing was jacked up. Yeah, it was horrible. Thing was coming off. It was crooked. I mean, gossiping. Hello? Anger, bitterness, lust. Do not offer your body as an instrument of wickedness. You know, you guys can do that. Like, here, devil, you can take my mouth. I'm about to cuss out somebody because they deserve it. And then walk away, come back to church like, I love you, Jesus. Beep, 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 beep. God, you can take it all. Take. Don't offer your bodies as instruments of wickedness. Give it to God. God, you can have my mouth. You know what? I'm not going to even argue with you because I know if I do, I'm about to say some things I'm going to regret. Be blessed, bro. Jesus loves you. I'm serious. You guys are laughing. You got to do that. Because some of the things that come out of your mouth is just like, what? Like, literally, I don't know. I grew up with parents that if you said stupid, you got the soap in your mouth. They literally believed that your mouth was dirty and you had to wash it out. Like, oh, you want to say it again? No, I'm not going to say it again. You're not going to say it again. <laughs> literally, I was scarred my entire life. I'm doing it to my kids. <laughs> Listen. Do not offer your body as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. God, you can, God, I pray that you use my mouth as an instrument of righteousness. What is that going to look like? Man, you know what? I just saw you over here sitting by yourself. And man, let me tell you, man, I just want to let you know that God loves you. And uh, I hope you don't mind me sitting with you. I'm starting getting to know somebody. Talk like, man, that's really cool. You're a cool guy. Or you're a cool girl. And, man, you know what? You're, you know, you're, God made you beautiful. And, guys, don't be using that to girls. God made you beautiful. I'm using my mouth for good. <laughs> Every girl, you're beautiful, baby. No, no, no. <laughs> Can I get your number? That's not happening. Do not offer any part of your body. Of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God. Every morning you gotta wake up and say, God, use me today. God, I pray that you use these hands. Come on, stick your hands out in front of you. Wiggle them like this. Go ahead, get the life in you. Yeah. Gotta pray that you use my hands to bless somebody today. Gotta pray that you use my mouth. Go ahead and open your mouth like a fish. No, y'all can't do it. <laughs> gotta pray that you use my mouth. How about this? Gotta pray that you use my mind. As an instrument of righteousness, God, I don't think evil of people, but God, I can bless them and see them the way you see them. God, use me. Somebody say, use me. Come on, we want God to use us. And, and finally, actually, I got two more for you guys. Here it goes. Ephesians chapter 6. I want to go through these. I want to have a time of prayer. Ephesians chapter 6. So what are we doing? We're submitting ourselves to God. We're resisting the devil. Stiff arm. Y'all watched the Bears game yesterday? See, some of y'all missed it. The running back for the Giants, I mean, he was killing them. I'm talking about this guy was literally, a stiff arm is this. It's basically when you're running, someone's chasing you. Stiff arm is when you make your arm stiff and you push them away. 
so that the person trying to attack you can't get to you because literally your hand is out. You're stiff arming them so they can never attack you. You're chasing, you're running like, you can't catch me, you can't catch me, and they can never tackle you. Yesterday that Bears game, Brandon Jacobs was, you can't touch me, you can't touch me. That's what you need to do with the devil. Hey, get out of here with that. Hey, get out of here with that. Hey, 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 get out of here. You got to get Italian with them a little bit, all right? Say, hey, I'm not going to do that. Resist the devil. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Secondly, offer your bodies as instruments of righteousness and not wickedness. Saying, God, you can have my mouth. I ain't going to say anything bad. Even to that person, Lord. I'm going to bless them. Hello. Offer yourselves as instruments of righteousness. Say, God, use me today. When you wake up in the morning, wake up on the right side of the bed and say, God, use me today. My mind, my mouth, my hands, my feet. God, use me. Amen. Here, third thing. Finally, in Ephesians 6, 10 and 11, it says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. What are you doing? It's right here. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You need to trust and rest on God's power. You can't be strong on your own. Even Jesus, let's go back to the example of Jesus. When he was tempted, he was God. But he said, it is written. He quoted the Bible. So the moments of temptation, I got this. I can do this. No, you can't. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6, 10, 11. Be strong in God. Man, you know what? You guys need to begin to have faith in God's power and strength in your life. God wants to do these things for you. But if you don't believe that he's working for you, it's not going to happen. And it's not one of these things where, like, if I think better of myself, I won't get into temptation. I, no, no, temptation is going to come. But you're not trusting in yourself. Because if you would have some sort of power that can never make you do anything wrong or make you perfect, there would be no need of Jesus. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. What does that look like? To be honest, you're going to be very humble. you got to be humble before God. You got to literally say, man, you know what? I don't got what it takes. You don't. But that's what it's going to take. Some of you guys think, I got this. Yo, we good. We Gucci. We 100. We 100. Yeah, we 100. We're cool. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. You got to listen. Some of y'all need to take the, the position of getting to your knees. Some of y'all need to be like, man, God. Lord, help me right now because I'm being tempted by my friends. And, and I love these people. They're my friends, but they are not influencing me in the right way. God, I pray that you would keep me from temptation. When you go home, when you wake up in the morning, some of y'all need to do one of these. You need to roll right off of bed and on your knees. I'm serious. And say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I can't. I've tried that before and I've messed up. Be strong in the Lord. You got, you got to ask God, God, help me. Amen? And finally, in closing, 
First Peter 5, 8 through 9. We're going to close with this. And if I can have Vinny come up to the keys. See, we're being like Jesus. Jesus, when he was tempted, he went back to the word, right? This entire time, I've been giving you scriptures, and I hope you guys have been taking notes. Giving you scriptures. Like, man, I'm tempted all the time, Pastor. I'm like, man, you know what? This is what happened. Like, all right, have you been getting into the word of God? Well, I haven't tried that. Well, what are you doing? Well, you know, I, it's hard because, you know, it's, that girl looks so good. And I've been single for a month. It's like, what's going on? Man, Pastor Adam, you just don't understand. I'm not smart on my own, so I have to get by. You don't want me to fail, do you? Well, no, then I have to cheat. No, you don't. Don't believe that lie. Man, you don't understand. If you understood what that person did to me, you'd be upset and you'd be bitter and you would never forgive them. You'd be angry. I don't know what it's like, but I know someone who was tempted in the same way, but did not sin. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, it says this. It says, be alert and of sober mind. So what does that mean to be alert? It's not like how some of you guys do in class, first period class. That's not alert. Alert is the, all right, what's good? Your eyes are wide open. It's like, okay, what's going on? Be alert. And a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The Bible paints the enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion. Here's, here's the picture. Think about this. You're in Africa. You're in the safari desert. Not safari, but you're like out there and there's like the animal kingdom. You got your giraffes. You got your cheetahs. And you got your king of the jungle. You got the lion. And the Bible talks about the devil, the enemy, like a roaring lion. There's one thing that would get someone's hairs on, on their arms or on their head to stand up, give you the goosebumps, is when you hear a lion's roar. I've had the chance and opportunity to go to Lincoln Park Zoo, and, and sometimes you go over there and there's nothing in like the cage. You're just like, where'd it go? It went on vacation or something, you know what I mean? And, and when sometimes they're there and you're just like, whoa. And there was one time it was right by the right by the, the 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 wall and the glass and it was rubbing its back all over the glass like it had a nasty itch and I just wanted to scratch and I'm just like I didn't want to get so close because like it's thick glass it can't bite you but just like the same it's like I don't know so I'm getting closer and and I it didn't like scare me or yawn or or, or you know roar but it had like this yawn this deep I'm talking about a little trembling, you know, and I was like, whoa, 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 and these little kids are going up there, and I'm like, you go ahead, whoa, <laughs> and I remember just like, wow, that's, that's intense, the Bible says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour he's roaring and sometimes what happens about that you see when a lion would roar it's a scare tactic you see the lion is not the fastest animal there's a lot of um, prey that's a lot faster than the lion 
And so what the lion does in order to catch his prey, he gets up. He's sneaky. I mean, he's just like, you see the arms and the legs. I'm trying to be like a lion. And I mean, he gets as close as he possibly can without alerting the gazelle or the zebra. And before he goes, I mean, he lets out this roar. And I'm talking about like it paralyzes you like, oh, snap. And once the gazelle or the zebra is paralyzed, the lion has a step on him. And so it catches him, gets him every time. It's like, oh, snap, and the lion's already coming after you. You're looking around like, where is it at? Got you. And the Bible says the enemy is like that. The devil, he comes around roaring, and some of us are like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And, but the Bible says, resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Be alert and of sober mind. Know that the enemy, he's going out there. He's trying to catch you. But he's just a roaring lion. A roaring, toothless lion. There's nothing he can do. All he can do is try to scare you. You'll always give in to temptation. You'll never be perfect. You can never live for God. Why go to church? Why come up for prayer? Why come up and spend time and say, God, forgive me? Because you know it's not going to happen. He's roaring. He's looking for someone he can attack. He's looking for someone he can say will believe his lies. Hey, you'll never be right. You can never live for God. You will never please him. You'll always sin. Look at your life. The past week when you lied, when you did that, look, you can never do it. He's roaring. Be alert and sober-minded. Bible says, resist him and stand firm in your faith. No, I can live for God. It's not based off of your works. It's based off of Jesus and what he already did. The good news is that Jesus died on a cross, but he's alive in heaven. And that new life, come on, the life that's pleasing towards God, you can have. When you call on Jesus, would you call on him? You can't do it on your own. You'll never please God on your own. In closing, would you stand for me to your feet, please? comes to all let's be honest and even though everybody you know they're everybody's dressed well here tonight there's things you're going through today me no not me yeah you you all, all of us in this place even me temptation you have several options here tonight you have several options one we're going to close out in prayer. You can say, man, that was a good message. I want to hang out with my friends and just go home and sleep and act like this never happened. And two, you can be honest with yourself. You can be honest with yourself. And say, man, without Jesus, I have those same addictions. The same things I'm embarrassed of if somebody knew the same things that I feel guilty 
know, I, I feel like a mess up. See, without Jesus, you'll live like that and you'll call it freedom. It's not. Temptation looks so good and it comes from within us like, man, we want it. But Jesus wants you to want him. And he's not going to force you here tonight. This is what we're going to do. We're going to make this altar, right? Think about it like this. In the old time, there was, they brought um, sacrifices to God. Because without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness of sin. That's why Jesus Christ died and his blood was spilled. It wasn't ketchup on a cross. It was Jesus' blood that was spilled so that we can be forgiven. And in the Old Testament, they had altars. And what an altar was is before Jesus' time, they did something to symbolize, God, we're sorry. We messed up. Please forgive me. It wasn't just like, God, forgive me. I'm good. I'm good, right? We're good? Cool. They would have to go and get a perfect spotless lamb. Their own possession. Something that was of worth to them. And they would present it to a priest and the priest would go and sacrifice it. Symbolizing the shedding of blood. The penalty that they had. Someone had to pay for the mistake that they made. So it was symbolic. God forgive me I've messed up someone has to pay so they would take a perfect spotless lamb and, and Jesus fast forward to Jesus never sinned it was perfect he did nothing wrong perfect spotless lamb Jesus Christ came up to that cross I'll die for them because they'll never do it on their own they'll always make mistakes they'll always choose temptation I'll go so that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have faith that when he died on the cross, he died and covered your sins so that you don't always have to live giving in to temptation, giving in to temptation, giving in to temptation so that you can live free. You can know Jesus. You can know a different life. Tonight, that power, that same love is made available to you. It is. Here tonight, 2,000 years ago today, Jesus Christ is still setting people free. Amen? But we got to be honest with ourselves tonight. God, I, I choose you. I don't choose my temptation. I don't choose sin anymore, God. I choose you. Forgive me. So we're going to have this altar. And what it's going to symbolize, you guys are going to come up here. And in just a little bit, we're going to pray. Amen, God. I, I just pray. And, and we're going to leave things at the altar. And when when they sacrificed the animal they, they they would light it up they would set it on fire and it's it's going to be symbolic of us here today god i'm going to give this thing up and i'm going to put this to rest god no more am i going to give into this temptation no more am i going to give into this pattern this habit this lifestyle god no more tonight it stops tonight here we go all eyes closed across this place come on i sense the holy spirit in this place, if I can have some of my two-on-one leaders come up here. We're going to have some leaders up at the front. And when I dismiss you guys for prayer, I want you guys to find somebody. Guys with guys and girls with girls. And we're going to pray. And I want you guys to come and share those things. Like, man, this is, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what's tempting me and it's getting me every single time. 
Now tonight, come on, all eyes closed and head bowed in this place. God, we sense your presence in this place. And God, by our own, in our own efforts and our own strength, we would never live a life that's pleasing to you. But God, we believe by faith. Come on. That your grace is made available to us. That God, you give us a way out through your son, Jesus Christ. Come on right now. Search your heart. Search your heart. Come on in this place. Search your heart. Jesus. Jesus. Come on. You know, those things in your life that you're ashamed of, those things that you hide. Come on, those are the things that God wants to break from your life. Here we go. When I count to three, the band's going to play. And I want you guys to leave your seat and find someone up here. And do not leave until you pray with somebody here tonight. Here we go. Jesus. One, because God, you are able to do it. God, you're able to do it. Two, because you died for everyone. You didn't die for the good people. You didn't die for the medium, the mediocre. You didn't die for just the sinner of the sinners. You died for us all. And three, because God, you want us to live for you. Come on, one, two, three. If that's you, come up from your seat. Come on, come up from your seat and find someone to pray with tonight. Come on, we're believing that chains are being broken in this place. The chains of addiction, the chains of sin are being broken off from your life in Jesus' name. Come on. But for everybody that's not up here, come on. If you're waiting in line, keep on waiting. We want to pray with you. But for everybody that's not up here, I want you to listen up. You got options here tonight. We're not going to force you. Neither is God. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you so much that the state that you're living in, you don't have to live in anymore. You don't have to live there feeling bad about the bad choices that you're making you can be free from that here tonight 
That's what they're choosing. If you're waiting, don't leave until you get prayed for. But if you're in this place and you're waiting, you're saying, man, that's not me. Yeah, it is for you. So I want to pray and encourage you. As someone who's messed it up before, I messed it up. But I know a God who's bigger than my mistakes. I know a God who's forgiven, who's loving, who brings me in every single time. Forgives me of my sin, wipes me, makes me new, makes me whole. And tells me, go, sin no more. That same God wants to be in your life. Set you free from your sin. So I want to pray for you. If maybe you're feeling like, man, I don't want them to know about this. I don't want them to, to think of me weird. No, no, that's the enemy's lie. I want to pray for you. God, I pray, Lord, that you break the confusion. You break the bond of, of confusion in this place in Jesus' name. God, we pray for, for your freedom here tonight over every person. God, that they wouldn't overthink it that God they would just surrender that they would just submit themselves to you God we pray for those students God that are at the border that God you would touch their heart God you would compel them God to get right here tonight in Jesus name come on if you're up here keep on praying keep on praying if you're waiting for us at your seat go back to your seat and just thank the Lord and just ask him like this week God make me aware of the enemy's schemes Lord help me God give me the strength to stand up God remind me by your Holy Spirit come on come on man Jesus name
still praying in this place, if you're waiting, I just, I just want you to grab the hand of the neighbor next to you. Come on. Natalie, once you come up, you can step. You can pray with Natalie right here. This God is all over her right now, touching her heart and life. Amen. So if, if you're on the, in the, on your seats, just grab the hand of a neighbor next to you and. And this is what we're going to do. We're a family, amen. We're a body of believers. We can't do it on our own. We need the church. So go ahead and, and grab the hand next to you. And I want you to take the next minute, 30 seconds, split it up. And I want you to pray for the neighbor on your right. And I want you to pray for the neighbor on your left. And then just pray for them that this week they will stand in God's power. That they wouldn't give in to temptation. Come on, you don't have to know them. You can just pray for them, that God give them strength. Come on. You can pray for your neighbor. Let them know, man, you know what, God, I pray that, God, they won't make any mistakes this week. Come on, close your eyes as you pray. Come on. Take the next minute. Just pray for your neighbor. Encourage them, God. God, I pray for Jose in Jesus' name, God, that this week he will stand firm in your word, God. That when the enemy comes and tempts the Lord, that, God, he will stand and and resist the devil and submit himself unto you, God, in every situation, God, not relying on his own strength, but, God, trusting in you, in Jesus' name. I just pray for Father, we pray for, my, um, for Pastor Adam. I thank you for the message you spoke through him, Lord. Thank you for using him, and I thank you for using him with the children at his job. We pray that he sees favor in his boss's eyes, and that the children will see Jesus in Adam. It may come through no salvation through Pastor Adam. Lord, we pray for all the children, all the students here. Thank you for the service, Lord. Thank you for showing up and showing off. And we just pray for everyone to have a safe trip home and a, uh, a productive weekend at school. And we thank you for thank you for being our father. And everybody says, Amen. to give your neighbor a high five if you're still praying in this place don't leave don't leave for everybody here if you're praying keep on praying I don't want to distract you but we have a dear beloved brother of ours um, give it up for my man in the back the humble guy Seth come on give it up for Seth come on Amen. he has blessed us uh, with pizza here tonight so we have a pizza party so I want you guys to go, just give him a high five, tell him thank you on your way out. He's right there, yep, come on, show him some love. We have some pizza in the back for you guys. Maybe we can get some of our 201 leaders to go back there and help out with the serving. We'd really much appreciate it. But please don't leave until you grab some pizza. And we will see you Sunday morning at 10 a.m.
trip, call me Stewie. But this ain't no baby tell. Say we make them lonely tunes. Cause that cow is crazy tell. Makes them say they may be out. We was blind, now we get to see. This that Navy tell. My goal is to rest in them, but this ain't no lazy bow. My daddy ain't make me shout, but he gave me peace though. Threw my chains up over me. I call that my free throw. Craig told me to go in. They got your butt on beast mode. I ain't got no weight. He made me a priest though Pray I never fall away Chasing after package change Used to put my stack in riches I had a stack exchange I was just to go back But now I do not fuck the same Probably cause he put me on blast Like a racket man uh, All I need is 116 The brag on my king Romans 116 We brag about him daily Cause he run this thing Can I do it? Nintendo, we oh. my penalty. Jesus, my remedy. Relentlessly shepherd in lost sheep. Call him both Peter. Give it a mic, but I believe I'ma go hard. Come on, I think everybody with that lyrical, miracle, biblical theology without an apology. Whenever I get up on the microphone, I gotta represent. <laughs> we scurdy up. What they gonna do? What murder us? What murder does is send a surge of us to go put churches up. Sure. Ain't no hurting us. Uh. I'm on that chest and martyr. When the church go in, go in. LA couldn't dodge him. Uh. Satan try to charge him. Media try to bomb him. Record to get back to the source of the man that thought Elevating the father with a passion and force Give me a 16, I'ma brag on my lord All I need is 116 To brag on my lord Romans 116 We talk about him daily cause he run this thing Can I do it? Yeah all I need is 116 to break out my lord, break out my king. Matter of fact, give me a couple more and I do the same thing, do the same thing, do the same thing. Even on my best day, I couldn't go by. Grace of the Lord that was grateful. I for the sin and I committed, should have paid that price. But I didn't get the father away and gave to Christ. What love is this? To send his own, to die for sin and take us home. Got me feeling good. Forget my feelings when you heard a story about the hero dying for the villain. Kill him with the fast flow, then I go slow. This one here is urgent. When it comes to God, everybody's got a version. Some are wearing turbans, others getting virgins. With all of these options, we know he's for certain. Cause ain't no other God like mine. You got to admit it. Yeah, I'm falling cause of sin and yet his grace is sufficient. Beat the grave, said it's finished. Got them unsearchable riches and they deep. That's why I'm like, let's go.
Yeah.